From Seoul, Korea, KBS World Radio News Today starts right now. On today's broadcast, the country's population of 51.6 million is expected to fall below 40 million by 2072, should the low birth rate trend continue. The People Power Party will launch an interim leadership, while four Democratic Party lawmakers call on their chief to step down. And South Korea and the Netherlands agree to forge a semiconductor alliance. This is KBS World Radio News. I'm Tom McCarthy. The government's future population estimate predicting demographic changes in South Korea over the next 50 years was announced on Thursday. The country's population is expected to increase until next year, after which a gradual decrease will lead to a population of around 36 million by 2072, despite a consistent inflow of foreign nationals. Max Lee has more. South Korea's population of 51.6 million is expected to fall by over 15 million by 2072, should the critically low birth rate trend continue. According to a biannual report on future population estimates released by Statistics Korea on Thursday, the population will increase slightly to 51.75 million next year before gradually decreasing to fall below 50 million to 47.11 million by 2050. The total is expected to fall below 40 million by 2072, plummeting to a staggering 36.22 million, a total last seen in 1977. Due to the decrease in an aging society, the working age population will plunge from 36.74 million in 2022 to 16.58 million by 2072. The statistics agency forecasts the number of births to decrease from 250,000 in 2022 to 220,000 in 2025 and to 160,000 in 2072, while an increase to 1.08 in the fertility rate by 2050 from 0.68 next year is lower than the previous forecast two years ago. The agency also predicts that the elderly population aged 65 or older will increase from 8.98 million in 2022 to over 10 million by 2025 and 17.27 million in 2072. While the population is projected to spiral downward, Statistics Korea predicts that the number of foreigners coming into South Korea each year will steadily increase by 55,000 each year from 2030. The latest estimate is markedly higher than the projection of around 30,000 to 40,000 foreign arrivals two years ago. Max Lee, KBS World Radio News. The ruling People Power Party will launch an emergency steering committee after party chair Kim Gi-hyun resigned in the face of mounting pressure over sinking approval ratings ahead of April's general elections. Acting party chief and floor leader Yoon Jae-ok, who met with a group of senior PPP representatives Thursday morning, said the party will seek to swiftly form an interim leadership cadre after determining that there is insufficient time to properly elect a new party chair. The acting chief said the party will look for a candidate who the public can relate to while meeting their expectations and possesses the competence to lead the party to election victory as the emergency leader. Yoon added that the pool of potential candidates is not limited to politicians. A group of reform-minded lawmakers of the main opposition Democratic Party have called for Lee Jae-myung's resignation as chair and an interim leadership ahead of April's general elections. In a press conference on Thursday, 
The group, comprising representatives Kim Jong-min, Yoon Young-chan, Lee Won-uk, and Cho Eun-chan, with a name roughly translated to principle and common sense, urged party leaders and seniors to relinquish their privileges and make sacrifices for the good of the party. The group particularly urged Lee to step aside for the sake of an election victory that issues an overwhelming judgment of the Yoon Suk-yeol administration, adding that such a sacrifice will be followed by similar decisions by party members close to him, as well as those more distant. Referring to various corruption allegations E faces, they said the public sentiment believes that the party must resolve risks posed by the leadership to secure an election victory in the wake of widespread misgivings. South Korea and the Netherlands have agreed to forge a semiconductor alliance. President Yoon Suk-yeol and Dutch Prime Minister Mark Rutte disclosed the agreement when they issued a joint statement following their summit in The Hague on Wednesday. The leaders declared that they recognized their country's special complementary relations in terms of the semiconductor value chain and reaffirmed their joint commitment to forging a semiconductor alliance which would encompass the government, corporations, and universities. To that end, the two countries will jointly establish a dialogue on semiconductors between their industry-related officials and create a program on fostering talent related to chip-making. In a bid to improve their country's strategic partnership, Yoon and Ruta agreed to create a 2-plus-2 dialogue attended by their foreign and industry ministers and hold the gathering every other year. Yoon will return to Seoul on Friday after his four-day state visit to the Netherlands. Six Russian and Chinese military aircraft entered the Korean Air Defense Identification Zone on Thursday. According to the Joint Chiefs of Staff, two Chinese and four Russian military aircraft breached the Cadiz over the East Sea from 11.53 a.m. to 12.10 p.m. before leaving. During the 17 minutes inside the zone, no violation of South Korean airspace was reported. The JCS said the military identified the aircraft from the two countries before they entered the Cadiz and scrambled Air Force fighters to take tactical measures in preparation for a contingency. Finance Minister Chu Gyeong-ho urged relevant state agencies to prevent volatility within the domestic financial and currency markets in the wake of the U.S. Federal Reserve's latest decision to freeze the key rate and hints of cuts next year. The call was made during Thursday's emergency macroeconomic and financial meeting attended by Bank of Korea Governor Lee Chang-yong, Financial Services Commission Chairman Kim Joo-hyun, and Financial Supervisory Service Governor Lee Bo-kyung. The so-called Finance 4 assessed that local stock prices and foreign exchange rates are trending similarly to other major economies under relative stability and that the capital market is largely favorable, while agreeing that year-end financing for financial institutions remains stable. Referring to prolonged household burdens over high interest and the war in the Middle East, they pledged to focus on managing vulnerabilities to prevent expanded market volatility at the end of the year. A White House official says South Korea, the U.S., and Japan will soon begin activating a system to share warning data on North Korean missile launches in real time. Mira Raphooper, senior director for East Asia and Oceania at the National Security Council, said during a forum at the Brookings Institution in Washington on Wednesday that the U.S. is on track to fulfill its promise to share such data by the end of this year and expects that to be operational within the next few days. Seoul, Washington, and Tokyo had agreed to launch such a system within the year to better respond to the North's nuclear weapons and missile threats. Belief that reunification of the two Koreas is necessary has slipped to an all-time low of 64%.
The Peaceful Unification Advisory Council revealed the results on Wednesday of a survey conducted on 1,000 adults aged 19 and older across the country for three days from November 24th. According to the results, 30.8% of respondents believe that unification is very necessary, while 33.2% think it is somewhat necessary for a combined total of 64% favoring reunification, the lowest since early 2015 when the survey was first conducted. Former Major League Baseball All-Star and current SSG Landers outfielder Chu Shinsu has announced that he will retire at the end of the 2024 season. According to the Korea Baseball Organization Club on Thursday, the 41-year-old has agreed to sign a final contract for 2024 at the league's minimum salary of 30 million won, or around 23,000 U.S. dollars, a significant cut from his 1.7 billion won 2023 salary. The benchmark Korea Composite Stock Price Index rose 33.52 points, or 1.34% on Thursday, to close the day at 2,544.18. And that's the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul. I'm Tom McCarthy.